And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. And joining us now, she is the Associate Director of the Swine Health Information Center. Dr. Megan Niederwerder is with us. And uh, Megan, great to catch up with you again. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you. Thanks for joining us. I hope you're doing well. Yes. Merry Christmas, Jesse. Glad to be here. Appreciate the time, Megan. Let's dive right in. Got a couple things I want to talk about here today. Let's start with the uh, 2022 progress report from Schick. I know this news just getting released and just kind of looking at the year that has been. And I know you guys have covered just so much uh, with the Swine Health Information Center here. As you look at this progress report, can you go over some of the highlights for us? Sure. So the 2022 progress report we just presented in front of the National Pork Board Board of Directors on December 15th, and they approved that progress report. And now it's available on our website for anyone to review. Uh, we do have an executive summary at the beginning, which is a shorter, more condensed version of uh, the progress over the last year and then more details throughout the report. Uh, it's really been a, a great year as far as looking at uh, some of the research projects and their progress and their findings and those findings really informing the industry as far as prevention of disease, preparedness and response, early detection of emerging diseases. Uh, also, the uh, Wean to Harvest Biosecurity Research Program was formed over this last year with the uh, Foundation for Food and Agriculture Research and the Pork Checkoff. Uh, that's been a major effort of the Swine Health Information Center to really improve uh, wean to harvest biosecurity in that phase. Mm -hmm. And then the other major disease that we've really been monitoring and having quite a bit of activity in regards to is Japanese encephalitis virus. That was a virus that was introduced uh, and expanded in geographic range in Australia last year. And uh, the Swine Health Information Center put together a webinar to uh, inform and provide information to our stakeholders. And we also have funded research to look at what's the risk of introduction of that virus into the U.S. We're currently negative. We'd like to stay that way. But what are the highest risk areas or routes of introduction for that virus? And, uh, of course, what do we put in place to mitigate those risks? And then in October, we put together a symposium on JEB, trying to bring together uh, federal and state animal health officials, academic researchers, the Australian producers and animal health officials to look at what should the U.S. do to not only uh, prevent introduction, to, but to prepare a response document to know what we would do in the case of an introduction of JEB. So mm -hmm. those are some highlights of the progress report. Definitely. Well, and I know, I believe in the report, you guys mentioned and, and outlined with JEV how it could be compared to PED and that outbreak that we have with porcine epidemic diarrhea virus and how JEV could be the next PED if we don't take steps to try and mitigate it and understand it here in the U.S. Exactly. So when PEDV was introduced in 2013, we knew that it was circulating in other countries, primarily China, and that they were really having issues with PEDV. When it was introduced into the U.S. in 2013, that first year of introduction, we had about 10% production losses of the pigs in the U.S. due to mortalities. 
And that, of course, virus affects those neonatal piglets. So we saw high death loss in those uh, neonatal pigs, and it really impacted production. It impacted the number of pigs in the U.S. It, of course, um, cost the U.S. economically significant numbers of dollars because of that introduction. And today we still uh, battle that virus every day on the swine farm. Uh, there are, it's really an endemic disease now and one that uh, we continue to have issues with. And so uh, we know that prevention of entry of any new disease is really our best tool, uh, but we have to also be prepared. And so when we think about JEB and its introduction and, and expansion this last year into new ranges of Australia, we have to up the um, incre increase our efforts to prevent that uh, virus from uh, coming into the U.S. because in Australia last year, it caused them about a 6 to 10 percent production loss. So those numbers are very similar to that first year of introduction of PEDV into the U.S. Uh, we don't want to see that again. And so it's different from PEDV in that it causes reproductive outcomes on the sow and breeding farms, more abortions, uh, stillborns, mummified fetuses, but the other difference about it is that it's a mosquito-borne disease, so we have to think about mosquito control, and it also can infect humans. And so it's, it's different in those uh, characteristics from PEDV, but again, we're doing everything we can to uh, try and prevent entry. Megan, I want to talk a little bit about the Wean to Harvest biosecurity program. You mentioned, I know, uh, recently you guys, uh, the Swine Health Information Center, solicited for folks to recommend different things to study with that uh, program. And I believe it was 40-some recommendations you guys recently got. Can you talk a little bit about that as well? Yes. Yeah, so we released the Wean to Harvest biosecurity research program call for proposals on October 18th of this year. It was a program formed in uh, collaboration with FAR and Pork Checkoff, really based on vulnerabilities that we saw in the wean to harvest phase, uh, higher PEDV rates of um, infection, higher PERS virus rates of infection. Uh, it seemed like transportation played a major role in the APP outbreak this last year. So we formed this based on some of the data that we had analyzed over those first six months of 2022 released that call for proposals based on research priorities that had been formed by task forces made up of veterinarians and producers uh, and allied industry individuals to really identify what's going to uh, provide the most value back to producers. Where can we really make the biggest impact on biosecurity? And we gave researchers about two months to prepare those proposals and to come up with ideas that address the research priorities that we had published. And our deadline was last Friday, December 16th, and we received an outstanding response, 41 individual proposals for that uh, research program uh, and very diverse proposals in both um, the funds requested the timeline of uh, completion for the project or needs, the institutions by which we received those proposals, and of course the topics. And so we're really excited. This is going to be a competitive process where we can uh, review those proposals and really select again the, the proposals uh, that are going to provide the most value to the industry. And again, that's Dr. Megan Niederwerder with the Swine Health Information Center. We thank her for joining us here today on American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.